Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. It is semi-finals day and we're going to be going over the women's semi-finals in this video. ATP semi-finals in another video, so check that out as well. I tell you what, it's not as clear-cut as a lot of people would have thought, right? A lot of people would have backed someone like a Shriontek or even Radicanu after she won against Serena and Azarenka so convincingly bageling both in both matches. Pagula then of course beat Radicanu thinking, well, Pagula's going to be the one going through no, completely. I wouldn't. I don't want to say random, but it is a very open draw at the moment. The WTA in all tournaments, just because of how it's panned out, other Shriontek's dominance at the start of the year, and now that's kind of faded away. So it's anyone's game. So we're going to break it down. I'm going to go through, of course, the semi finalists. We're going to go through their route to this stage. Then I'm going to talk about it from a more tactical standpoint and strategically how I think each player can win. And then I'll give my predictions as well. Before we get into it, though, remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new, if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on a podcast platform, please do remember to subscribe, follow us, and especially leave a rating or review. Read us, help us out, especially on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Also, consider joining the channel as well to help us grow even further. Thank you so much. Let's get into it. <clears throat> so let's start with the first of the two semifinals. I want to start with Madison Keys versus... Petra Kvitova, a Grand Slam finalist in Madison Keys, who, of course, made the US Open final a few years back now, losing to Sloane Stephens. And Petra Kvitova, uh, you know, a multi-Grand Slam champion, someone who I think has been a little bit up and down in her career. And she's obviously had her issues. I know she's you now she got stabbed in her hand, right? I think it was and got Bergwinner. She is a, a very, very talented lefty uh 32 years of age she's coming towards the back end of it now but she's really really talented and on her day we know how dangerous she can be she's won Wimbledon twice in 2011 and 2014 so uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how she does not just at Cincinnati but the US Open as well are we going to see a little bit of an Indian summer from her I'm, I'm hoping we do because she's really really exciting to watch Let's get into, of course, their routes to the final then. So first of all, Keys beating quite a few players of note. Same with Kvitova. Uh, so I'm going to go through Keys' run first. So she beat Potenseva, uh, who's been in some good form, the Kazakh player, actually, in straight sets in the first round. Ostapenko in the second, who, again, like Ostapenko's been in some decent form from the start of the grass court swing to now. So another great win. Uh, and then this is the standout win against Igor Sviontek. Straight set win over the Polish player. And I think she, she clearly likes playing at home, Madison Keys. Not all players do. I just, I discussed this before. It's not always an advantage to play at home. But for Madison Keys, I think she maybe does like siphoning off the energy of the crowd. And it does help her. I also think on a hard court, the fact that it's a, an irregular bounce as well. She's clearly grown up you know, on the hard courts as well. Cincinnati's a quicker hard court. It suits her game, which, which is very aggressive. Power baseliner, you know, she tries to serve big as well. It just completely complements her game. Uh, and that's what she would be looking, I guess, to impose on someone like her on second she did uh, in the end. And I was quite impressed. 6364 as well. A very professional performance from a very professional player, honestly. And Great to see Madison Keys back in some good form. 
And we've seen it in spurts this year. And I'm hoping that continues because, again, another player who, if she's in and around the top 10, it normally means we're going to see some exciting matchups. And then beat the woman of... So she's been two Grand Slam champions back-to-back. She beat Sviontek, who, of course, won the French Open this year. And she beat the Wimbledon champion, Ribakina, in straight sets as well. A massive serving uh, player as well, so similar to Keys, But, I mean, she serves even bigger, Ribakina, And massive from the back of the court as well. So that would have been extremely exciting to watch. And I think, you know, that was really who misses first. And I think, in the end, it was Ribakina who missed more. Uh, so 6-2, 6-4 in the end, and that's her route to the semifinals. For Kvitova, she's also played some very good players. Teichmann in the first round, a tough three-set victory over Teichmann, and the Swiss player has been in some good form, so that was a solid win. Two tiebreakers as well in there, so it could have gone either way. Uh, always disappointing right, as an opponent when you play two tiebreakers in the first two sets, especially in a best of three, and then you lose the third set. Just thinking, oh, if I'd won not just one of them, but both tiebreakers, I could have won straight sets. But to be fair, Kvitova would probably be thinking the same thing too. Uh, then she played Kirsty, who, as I always say, don't back against Kirsty early rounds, but uh, it was a good win for Kvitova in straight sets and uh, winning 6 2, 6 3. And then she came up against someone who <clears throat> I highly rate and I think is so talented, but. I guess went back to her very inconsistent ways on Jabir and the hard courts are probably not her favorite surface. I would say it's probably grass and clay, which is quite weird to say because grass is so quick and low bouncing and, and clay is slower and higher bouncing. Uh, but I think it's more the it's a lot more physical on those courts. Uh, they you know, the bounces are more regular. Uh, her drop shot, I think is really potent on both surfaces and slicing and dicing. I think, when you have a hardcore like this where it's a bit quicker and also it still bounces relatively high, but it's consistent so the opponent doesn't need to second guess. I think, oh, I need to be on guard just in case it kind of veers off the surface. Maybe it's not as effective. And I also think maybe her movement as well. She's... On the grass and clay, I feel like her game is also beyond a lot of other players. But on the hard courts, I do feel like, and it's similar to the men's game, a lot of the women are quite comfortable on the hard courts, so the gap is closed. And I think that's why she doesn't have as much success as well. Uh, she lost 6-1, 4-6, 6-love, so got bagel and breadsticked. Did take a set, though, Jabir in the second set. She'll be disappointed to lose the way she did because um, she is a, well, she was nearly a grandson champion, but she's a champion generally. And Kvitova played really well. I mean, 69% of first serves in, 71% of first serve points won. And Jabir only winning 51% of first serve points won. Uh, that just shows, I think, how well Kvitova was returning because Jabir's got a very, very potent first serve for the, well, for the most part anyway. Then beat Tomjanovic in straight sets. Good win as well. The Australian has been in some good form this year. So both players coming into this off the back of some really good wins. Let's quickly break it down strategically, give you my prediction, then we'll go on to uh, Sabalenka versus Caroline Garcia. So I've literally just talked about Kvitova's returning, and I think that's going to be a huge factor in this. Madison Keys will be trying to shorten the points and also try and get on the front foot as soon as possible. In addition to that, she's going to try and get three points on her first serve. 
no doubt. In saying that, Kvitova, as I mentioned, is a very good returner. So the serve return time is going to be pretty key uh, between, I think, Keys' serve really and Kvitova's return. How does Kvitova return? I think Keys, if she's able to, should try and utilize maybe a shorter slice serve out wide uh, to the backhand of Kvitova and drag her out. That would be quite useful, I think, if she's able to utilize it at all. Same with even the slice serve on the ad side, but down the tee. Not just utilizing it all the time and obviously having to mix it up, but that might be quite useful. Also trying to go into the body if she can. I would imagine Keys is going to try and hit her spots, go big first serve. Because second serve, Kavita will step in and try and attack it. She's she's also, like Keys, an attacking baseliner. Um, has, a, you know, has a little bit of dynamism to her game as well. Can come to the net, but generally likes to shorten the points from the back of the court, similar to Keys. So we're going to see a lot of you know, a lot of really powerful ground stroke rallies. And the big question mark is going to be, well, who comes out on top? Now, I would imagine the, in Kvitova's forehand to Keyes' backhand exchanges, Kvitova's going to have the upper hand. Now, the big question mark is going to be, I guess, Keyes' forehand into Kvitova's backhand. Both players, when on form, can limit the errors and then also hit a lot of winners. Both can also be very inconsistent. Now, it's a really tough one to call because generally, looking at players like this, when they're so aggressive, generally... Well, they're so aggressive in their style, which is so exciting to watch, but it's also very difficult to predict. What I would say is that being a lefty does give Kvita a bit of an advantage. And I'm just looking through Keyes's... I mean... Keys' opponents this week and just trying to see whether she has played any lefties. And I don't think she has. We also have to factor in the head-to-head, by the way, which is 4-all. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah, 4-all. So Kavitova won the last one, which is last year in Cincinnati, ironically. One in straight sets. 7-5-6-4, very close one, though. And the head-to-head being 4 just proves that. Then the three-setter... In Brisbane in 2020, Keys won in three sets. Keys won in three sets in Beijing in 16. Uh, they played a lot of matches in 16-3. Kvitova won one, Keys two. And then in 15, Kvitova won one and Keys won one. And in Tokyo, Kvitova won the first of the exchanges in 2013. So, oh, it's so tough to call, isn't it? I'm going to go Kvitova in three sets. And... A couple of factors. I think I, I feel like she might be slightly more consistent. I think she's going to cause some problems for Keys on her service games. Whereas I feel like with Keys, she also likes to be quite aggressive on return, but she can make more mistakes on the return. And Kvitova will make it quite awkward, awkward for her with her serve swinging it out wide to the backhand side. And Keys's backhand on the line sometimes is on, sometimes it's off. So I'm going to go Kvitova. Three sets. Also, she has a little bit of history there, of course, beating um, Madison Keys last year. Uh, but that Madison Keys, a little bit different to the one this year, that's for sure. Uh, but that's my prediction for that one. Right, let's move on to Caroline Garcia and Arena Sabalenka. So let's go through Caroline Garcia's one. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but she's 35 years of age. This is incredible to see someone at this age have this kind of Indian summer. And, and it's great to see. I really do love to see it. We saw it with 
uh, Tatiana Maria, who had two children and obviously then came to Wimbledon, made the, was it the semifinals? The semifinals, wasn't it? Quarterfinals. Like, incredible story. And the same here, right? I mean, Caroline Garcia just keeps on winning, beat Radicardo at Wimbledon. Uh, she has had some very notable wins, and we'll go through them in a second. <clears throat> but, yeah, let's go through her. Let's go through her matches first. So she actually played qualifying as well, so, which makes it even more impressive. Uh, beat her fellow compatriot, Parry, in the first round of qualifying. Petkovic, uh, both these matches, by the way, in three sets. Then played Martic, straight set win. Sakari in three sets. That's a really good win. Sakari, though, has been very up and down. I have to say, I've been quite disappointed with her season so far. I know she's ranked number one in the world, but not quite sure whether that's reflective of her current form, honestly. Beat Mertens in straight sets, good win there as well. And then Pagula, who had blown Raducanu away in straight sets. It was a you know, two close sets, but still dominated it. Raducanu coming off two incredible wins over Serena and Azarenka. Uh, so Pagula completely just diminished the flame there. And Caroline Garcia said, well, I'm going to take a bit of that momentum and beat her 6-1-7-5. So really, really impressive from Garcia. Then we look at Sabalenka. She beat Kalinskaya in the first round, got a little bit of a walkover there after taking the first set. Then beat Rogers uh, in three sets. Good battling win over Shelby Rogers. And yeah, I mean, <clean throat> really close. 6-4, 6-7, 6-4. aces, six double faults. First serve points on those 73%, 59% of first serves made. She's always going to serve double faults, Sabalenka. My big question is how many aces she's serving. So this was a little bit more against Zhang. She won a 6-4-7-6, very tight one. And this will be a little bit of an area of concern. Seven aces, 12 double faults. 59% of first serves made. 69% of first serve points won. 29% of second serve points won. So that's something to keep an eye on in the semifinal. Garcia, I'm not sure whether she's going to let Sabalenka have or make so many mistakes, or give her so many free points and not punish her. So let's then talk about the head-to-head. -head. So the head-to-head -head is actually 2-1 to Sabalenka. They have played in Cincinnati once before, which was in 2018. And Sabalenka won in three sets, 6-4, 3-6, Garcia is on a wave. I mean, she's played a lot of matches in Cincinnati. I guess a lot's going to determine... Well, a lot's going to be determined by how much she has left in the tank, honestly, because it's been a very long week for her uh, and some grueling matches as well. On top of that, Sabalenka, I, I, I genuinely think this match is in her hands, but a lot of it comes down to her serving. And I know there's a lot of emphasis always on the double faults. And I'm not necessarily saying it's about the double faults. It's more about her general service game and how easy she's going to be going to hold serve. And the double faults do contribute to that, of course. Is she going to be able to hit a lot of aces and returnables and might serve some double faults? I mean, if she's serving 12 aces to six double faults and then also serving, you know, maybe another 12 unreturnables, that is a, a good return. That's not terrible. Uh, and, you know, you can get away with that. The big issue for her is going to be is she able to actually deliver on that? She has been so far this week, apart from, I guess, the last quarterfinal. 
And is she able to limit the errors? Now, I think this surface being quicker suits her game. She doesn't need to overhit. She can just pick her spots, and she's got natural power. But Caroline Garcia, she's been really good. She's got a big serve as well. She really does. Don't sleep on Caroline Garcia. I think she's such a solid player. Forehand as well is good, and just generally super solid. Her one-plus plays really good, pretty proactive on the forehand side. Savalenka is going to have to be patient at times and not overhit. Choose the right opportunities to hit the winners. Don't force it. Uh, for Caroline Garcia, she's going to try and frustrate Sabalenka, I would imagine. And um, she hits the backhand slice nicely. Interesting to see how Sabalenka counteracts that. She doesn't like going low on her backhand side. Is she going to slice? Is she going to hit the backhand, the drive backhand? How is she going to you know, counteract that? We'll see the forehand to forehand exchanges. Garcia's got more consistent forehand, but Sabalenka's got the more harmful one. Sabalenka needs to be the one to take the impetus in those rallies and, and change direction at first, but change direction in the right moment. So it's going to be a really interesting match. And similar to Keys Kavito, it's very, very tough to call, honestly. I'm going to go with Sabalenka in three sets as well. I think it's going to be super close. I just have a feeling that maybe we've seen her back into form, and that's great to see because, again, similar to Keys and Kvitova, and the same with Caroline Garcia as well. All these players are really exciting to watch, so make sure you tune into them. That's my predictions. Let me know your thoughts on it. Remember to hit the like button and subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you on the next video. Thank you very much.